This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Accessible technology charity AbilityNet held its annual TechSharePro conference earlier this month. Stephen Scott took part in some of the activities. Stephen is one of the hosts of Double Tap. You can find that show daily at noon Eastern time on AMI-audio. Hello, Stephen. Hey, Dave. How are you today? I am doing well, Stephen. So you had a chance to interview Mark Walker from AbilityNet during the course of the conference. He offered up some thoughts about inherent ableism in artificial intelligence. How does he believe AI is ableist? Well, this was one of many discussions that happened at TechShare Pro this year. And for those who are unaware of it, and it is a very UK-centric conference, to be fair, uh, but it is a European conference, essentially, to gather together minds when it comes to accessibility, companies that are involved in accessibility and all of that. So it's a really great opportunity to to delve into very specific themes. And this is very much aimed at the, the business world. Because what they're trying to do at AbilityNet is talk to the the world of, of business to try and say and explain uh, you know, why accessibility is so important, why these companies should focus on it. And AI, of course, was part of that conversation. The ableism part was really interesting because I watched a talk which was discussing this idea of ableism in AI. And of course, you're right. What, how can AI, how can a computer be ableist, right? But it can be ableist in the same way, I guess, as it can be sexist or racist. It depends always on the information that's put into the system. And there have been examples given, and there were examples given at the conference, of people who were you know, asking questions about, say, blindness or disability generally, and were being told that, you know, for example, a blind person couldn't do a certain job or wouldn't be able to do this, or you know, maybe we shouldn't ask questions about disability, or maybe we shouldn't even use the word disabled. And of course, this raises a lot of questions, but of course, it's not the computer itself that's the problem here. It's the information that's being fed into it, and that can create a situation that can make AI ableist. Yeah, if artificial intelligence or a large language model like ChatGPT, for example, is scraping the web for information, well, what exists out on the web? Sexism, ableism, misogyny, racism, all of these things exist in web spaces. So if that's the issue, if scraping data that is containing either a flawed idea ideas or um, even unrecognized biases. What are the solutions being put forward to address that issue? Well, part of it is about engaging with organizations and engaging with business to think better about disability. So, of course, that's the focus of the conference, right? It's about specifically disability. And, you know, even as simple as using the word disabled, (laughs) it seems to me, I, I hear this all the time now, I hear people saying, you know, I'm told not to use the word disabled, I'm told to use differently abled or, you know, some other version of it. And it's just like, just use the word, right? I'm disabled, you know, I'm blind, I can't can't help that. 
<laughs> I'm not going to try and come up with another word. It just makes someone else feel comfortable. That's not really what my purpose in life is, nor it should be for anyone else. So I think it's about having a conversation with people first, because ultimately it is what's being scraped off the internet. Now, some might argue the damage has been done because the information is already out there. Can that be adapted? Can that be changed? I guess it can. But it is about really going back to first principles and having serious conversations with businesses and organizations and promoting accessibility and disability. And, you know, just use the word disabled, guys. Come on. <laughs> okay, I didn't realize we were going to get into a conversation about uh, first-person uh, first language or per, uh, person-first language or uh, disability <laughs> labeling here, Stephen. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm actually going to move on because we'll be here all day if I tell you the stories. Oh, I know. We've of, been talking about that all day, right? Uh, my gosh. The first time somebody told me that I couldn't use the word vision impaired, the strip that I cut off them, yelling at them, I was like, that's my word. It's my disability. I will use what word I want. Yeah, absolutely. I, I got called out on the internet recently by a blind guy who told me I wasn't blind enough to call, to call myself blind. Oh, uh, oh. And I did a whole bit about it on the show. And I, honestly, I just, I, I cannot believe sometimes the ableism that is faced within our own community. And this, of course, all feeds into the internet, right? If that conversation's happening on social media, if that's, if AI's picking up on that, that's, what, that's the data it's scraping. So we have to be very aware that everything we do online is going to reflect in the AI world. Yeah. So, okay, I said I wasn't going to dwell, but you know what? Why not? Why don't, why don't we dwell on this? Because media representation and technology, that intersection is something that you and I are perpetually talking about, whether it's on the air here mm. or uh, a million other places in our life. So in this conversation you had with Mark Walker, you talked a little bit about technology and improving media representation. Where does he see tech as being a player in improving media representation? So Mark did a fantastic job, and, and he did a, an incredible job actually chairing a number of talks at AbilityNet's event this year. And this is what he does. He will chair the conversations. And he is he's not disabled himself, but he is very keen to get the voices of disabled people heard. And one particular voice on this, on this panel was a woman called Shani Danda. Uh, now, she is from the UK, and she is uh, someone who speaks a lot about disability, and rightly so, as she is disabled herself. But she talks about uh, this media representation. She's very lucky in, in, in the sense that she gets a chance to get on to these big like, UK morning shows and stuff and, and gets a chance to talk about all of these issues, which is fabulous. Uh, and when she does that, she talks about the fact that we must get disabled people. And I thought this was really key. In her talk, she said, we've got to get disabled people onto television, but not just talking about disability. Yes. And I think that is really key. Now, look, for some of us, it's part of who we are. And, you know, in some ways, I think it's like, I almost imagine one day there'll be a David Attenborough documentary about blind people. You know, here we discover this unusual creature that seems to appear every so often <laughs> in our streets with a white cane or a guide dog and, you know, presents itself to the world and then goes away again. And no one really knows how it got there and how it got back. Um, and, you know, that's, that's kind of, I think, the problem in society that we're so unseen that every time we have a conversation with a disabled person, it's always about disability, it's always about our identity, it's always about those things that's always brought out to the front. And what she was saying is, we've got to get past this. We have to move past this point. And there have been a couple of examples in the UK on television where a major BBC drama had a disabled character in a lead role uh, playing a lawyer, and the focus was on her as a lawyer 
It had nothing to do with disability. It wasn't about her disability. She just happened to be disabled at the same time as being a lawyer. Yeah. And there's no crime in that, from my understanding. So it was really interesting to hear her talk about this. And I agree. I, have, I mean, I make jokes about, you know, we have a big soap opera here that I know you guys know, Coronation Street. And I'm like, why is there not, not, not a blind serial killer in there? Why, why is there just not that happening? Because why not, right? Why couldn't that be the case? What are you saying? I couldn't be a serial killer? That's another conversation. But, you know, I just think it's, it's really, we've got to have, we've got to look past the disability. And that is exactly what Shani was making the point about. She was saying, look, look past it. That, because media representation can therefore become, well, we've talked about disability, and we had a disabled person on last week to talk about it, so we don't need another disabled person yes. anytime soon. And suddenly, one person gets on screen for a week, and you don't see another disabled person for another month or two. Yeah. That's not good enough. It's, it's representation via tokenism. And again, to simply say, oh, there's a disability exactly. concern. Here's a person with a disability. Stephen, here's where maybe I'll pat your back a little bit, and hopefully you might scratch my back a little bit as well. I think that's something that you and your show, whether it be uh, Double Tap Daily or whether it be Access Tech Live, you do such a great job of talking about technology through the lens of someone with a disability. You're not talking about disability through the lens of technology. You flip the reversing, right? I've been thinking about someone like Amy Amanti, our entertainment critic. She's reviewing movie field, not as, not as sort of saying, here's how a blind person watches movies, because there's a big exactly, difference yeah. in terms of how you do that and the importance of platforming points of view that are representative of individuals with disabilities, rather than simply saying, here's what disabled people think about disability. Yeah, there's always a danger in that. And I think it's partly because the conversation hasn't quite matured enough yet in the mainstream to allow for that to take place. So even at the moment, if you have disabled people talking about television, for example, you'll have a bunch of blind people in a room talking about the audio description on Netflix, you know, drama, All the Light We Cannot See, and everyone's talking about how great the AD was and how great the music was and the audio mixing and the sound, and oh my goodness, wasn't Hugh Laurie's voice amazing and all of that stuff, right? And, you know, all that is brilliant. You know, that's a very different conversation to, in some respects to what the sighted world would, would have. And therefore, the sighted world aren't sure what to do with that conversation because yes. they feel so separate from it. It's very difficult to, to merge the two. But the truth is that we just have to have these conversations. This is why I think podcasting is such a great thing, because it democratizes speech. Now, we forget free speech for a second. It just democratizes speech. It mm -hmm. allows people to have a voice that perhaps... An organization or a network, you know, a, a big network like CBC in Canada might not have a whole show dedicated to disability, you know, unlike this fabulous network we have here at AMI, right, that just does it all day. Um, but, you know, the other networks don't have that. And, you know, every week when I do Access Tech Live and we talk to all these amazing people and we talk about disability and we have people on who are, who are disabled themselves talking about their experiences, I always say at the end of the show, this is the only show on, the, on planet Earth that is doing this on television. No one else is doing this. And it's the same across AMI. It's why I stand and shout about AMI so many times to people, because I'm like, guys, this, this network is representative of disabled people, but not just about disability. It's about people living their lives as disabled people. And that's the, that's the thing we need to replicate around the world. I say AMI for president.
It's a, yeah. uh, Prime Minister, thank you very much. Stephen, Stephen. Right, <laughs> hey, Stephen, uh, thank you for this. Always a pleasure catching up. Have a lovely day. And you, Dave. Thanks a lot. Take care. That's Stephen Scott. He's one of the hosts of Double Tap. You can find that show daily at noon Eastern time on AMI-audio or download the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can follow the Double Tap team on Twitter at Double Tap On Air, at Double Tap On Air. Coming up after the break, is life getting so expensive that you can't have fun? No, I don't mean that, like, is your rent so high and are the groceries so high and is the gas so high that you can't afford to have fun? I'm talking about the fun itself. That's the question that Alex Smythe wants to bring to the roundtable with myself and Nizreen Abdel-Majid. This is Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts.